Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 76. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Serenity Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to bring to you guys the latest and the greatest in the world of news and reviews of what's going on in social media. So, Eric, a lot of things happening out there. Um, you know, we, we, we come here each and every week. We talk about Twitter. We talk about Facebook. Um, and today I'm looking and seeing some different, uh, some different names in our show notes. Yeah. I mean, it's still uh, just us, but it's names of different companies or things we don't usually talk about. Well, let's, let's get into some of these things because I, 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 you know, I, I remember this company called dig D I double G. Um, and and so yeah, we got we got some different things going on. By the way, <clears throat> we we should probably start the show off by mentioning gspncommunity.com because it's yeah. my, it's my favorite new social network. There you go. It's a Ning site, all connected to all the gspn.tv shows. Yes, and in fact, uh, folks, if you haven't been there already, go to gspncommunity.com and uh, check this out. This thing's been live for two weeks now. And uh, officially for two weeks. And so far, we already have 185 members that are actively on the site and having discussions. And the cool thing is, is Social Media Serenity, if you join the Social Media Serenity group, which right now there are 39 members of that group. Uh, So, folks, why aren't you signed up? Go over there today. (laughs) Sign up for the group. But what's cool is Eric and I, as we are adding new topics that we're going to discuss in the next episode, we're going to take those topics and we're going to create those as discussion topics in our discussion forum inside that group. And you guys can comment on those different things and share your thoughts and feelings about the stories that we're covering. And then we can also bring some of that into the show as well. Yeah, so really that's another way for you to give us feedback and as well get a preview of the upcoming show. Yep, and Eric, you were worried about uh, whether or not, well, I don't know if we should do this because uh, you know, if people read all the stories, well, then they don't need to listen to the show. Right. But here's the deal. We're not, I mean, obviously Eric and I will join in and probably in, engage in a little bit of conversation with you guys in that discussion area as well. We wouldn't want to just ignore you guys. But know this, we're going to reserve most of our personal opinions related to the story for the show. And not only that, but if you, there, there's a good chance that if you reply on those stories, we're going to be talking about what you had said and uh, and give even further feedback here in the episode. So uh, where do you want to begin today, Eric? Um, Let's start. Let's go just let's start at the top here with LinkedIn. Okay. I remember LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is uh, LinkedIn's one of those ones we don't talk about a lot, but when we do, we, we spend a whole episode on them. And uh, they are fi- they have officially filed to go public. You mean like uh, like become a publicly traded company? Yeah. What what is up with social networks turning into you know publicly traded companies? Well, I think that you know people think 
it's or I well to be honest, I think it's a sign that social networks feel like they are going to be around for the long haul. Gotcha. So I think that's a good sign. I mean, we have what's funny to me is LinkedIn is really really does predate the existence of Facebook and Twitter. So for it to be kind of the first major network to go forward with this and officially do it, not just be rumored to, actually makes sense. Now, I, I, I suppose we're not going to have an issue where you have the stockholders and the board members stunting growth or, or you know, right now, if LinkedIn wants to, you know, change something about how they do things, they don't have to worry. I mean, obviously, they have to worry about the reaction of their users. And, and, and sometimes they're, I, I think that the users are kind of in control. We, we members of LinkedIn have a lot of control and say by you know, our feedback to the people who run this thing. Whereas what if, what if the, you know, the, the board that, that you know, manages all this stock and all this other junk, what, what if LinkedIn wants to do something? They, they think it's going to be great. The users think it's going to be great, but the, the stockholders or the stock, you know, the people who operate the stock, they think, oh, that's a little too risky. We, we're really not going to, uh, we really don't want to do that. Does does that come into play, or because be honest with you, I know very little about these publicly held <laughs> companies. I mean, Apple yeah. Apple obviously is a publicly held company. Steve Jobs pretty much does whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I believe that the uh, think about it this way: say think if you held Apple stock, which man, I wish I did, and uh, you, however much you own, I think ultimately I would trust. Steve and I would trust the company because of how much cash they have on hand. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Like I think that ultimately, even if I think they're not doing well, I'm going to ride it out. Yeah. Well, the, and to answer your question, I I wish I would have had Apple stock five years ago. Oh yeah. Six years ago. I don't know that I'd want Apple stock today. If I would have bought Apple stock five or six years ago, I would have I would be very happy camper today, and I would I would certainly sell. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> um, and and uh, the, the, by the way, you are not getting stop t- stock tips, trade advice, or anything like that here. <laughs> I know we nothing. have no inside. We have no insider information. No, but but just with just the unknown uncertainty of Steve Jobs. But again, this isn't the help I got a Mac shows and and stuff like that. But yeah, the the thing is though, I I just don't know enough about you know publicly held companies of whether or not you know that hinders their you know do, is there going to be more red tape. You know, and, and, and obviously there's no question, and this is something that I do know, is that when you become a publicly held and traded company, there is a ton of more administrative red tape and, and documentation and, and so many other things that you have to do. And I just wonder if all of those additional requirements of being a publicly held trade, traded company, if that will reduce the amount of energy and time and focus on some other projects. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe there. I would think with it being a publicly traded company, the that the expectation there is a little bit higher. The demand that you must perform, you know. Right. So I, I think that maybe that's a good thing. So it's a good incentive incentive for them yeah. to to not be lazy. Right. Right. It's kind of like you know Twitter. You know they've been so lazy they still don't do comments on you know comment threading. Right. Gotcha. All right. So LinkedIn. Which actually. Go ahead. Is something we'll cover in a minute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so what's the next story? 
Um, Taco Bell. Yeah, so Taco Bell, social media, this just doesn't seem to, to fit. You know, that's not something we necessarily ever would think go together. Um, so I don't know if you've been following the whole Taco Bell thing. I've heard a lot of it, a lot of it not necessarily from the news, but from uh, the late night talk show hosts when they make the jokes about Taco Bell in the monologue. But uh, yeah, Taco Bell has been having an issue where there's a there's a class action lawsuit against uh, them for what they can sit, you know, what they're calling their. Uh, their beef, whether it's a hundred percent or eighty-eight percent or whatever. I mean, it's a it's been a big deal. Um, have you heard any about that? The the thing is, is I was um I don't know where I was at. I I was on a website or something, and I saw a banner ad somewhere, and it said, "Thank you for suing us, Taco Bell." <laughs> I'm like, "Thank you for suing us." So I clicked on it, and of course, it was a it was a story about how. You know, they started this uh, this trying to start a viral video or a viral social marketing campaign on educating people of, you know, that, yes, indeed, we are. And we thank you for suing us because now it really helps us to get it out into the forefront that we are this. So um, for me, I never heard of this. But but then again, I, I haven't been watching the late night talk shows. I haven't been really, you know, I, I, I my head's been in the sand as I've been preparing a lot of things for GSPN and. And getting ready to leave town for eleven days, but uh, right, but yeah, I, I I guess, but for me, for me, it was kind of like I, I suppose that you know Taco Bell's going on the record and, say, and they're defending the fact that they have all meat. I don't eat Taco Bell anyway, but at least what? I feel a little bit more. I feel a little bit better about the company, but I I don't think I would have ever believed any kind of rumors that their meat wasn't meat. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's been forever since I've eaten Taco Bell. I mean, why would you do that if you could have some Chipotle? Exactly. But, <laughs> but I think it's interesting that they feel like they can come out on, for example, a, a, create a YouTube video that, you know, labeled, of course we use real beef. Actually, that makes me think of the old, Where, where's the beef Wendy's commercial. Where's the beef? <laughs> but I mean, to think that a company would just come out straight to YouTube, not necessarily you know, using major media channels, like putting commercials out or anything, but putting it out on YouTube. I think that's a signal. I mean, it's a, it's very reminiscent of the whole thing where you've got, you know, the people who made the mistakes with the Domino's pizzas in the back and who were making them wrong and, or were, you know, spitting on them or wherever that, well, I can totally remember what that was, but then Taco, or not Taco Bell, Domino's then kind of fought back at, against that negative publicity through YouTube. And this is kind of the same thing. So... Now, my understanding, I heard somebody else uh, commenting on this story that, uh, and matter of fact, I just clicked on the video right here. This is from, it says here, what, does it have his name? Is this the official video? Yeah, it must be the yeah. SWL whatever Talon. Anyway, he this is must be the official video. This is what's linked to in the story. I'm looking at this video. Guess what? 21,252. Now, you might think, oh, you, wait a second, that's Domino's. Okay, never mind, that's Domino's. Where is the YouTube video for... For um, It's about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five paragraphs down on the article itself. It has a link to the video. Okay. So there, yesterday the fast food chain uploaded a video. Yes. Oh, there it is. Great treat. Okay, so I'm clicking on that video. Okay, well, even still... I'm looking here. That's 123,000 viewers. 
Um, for a company like Taco Bell, I don't think I would actually call this viral. No, well, no. I mean, they attempted to create a viral video. That's yeah. That's the point that I wanted to make is is that they they're attempting. They wanted to make this go viral, but one hundred twenty three thousand times. You know how many of those are multiple? How many times have you linked to and loaded up this page, and hit play? Yeah, probably about twice. So yeah, and so I I can tell you right now, you can immediately decrease that number by half. And when you think about the number of people who are, you know, hearing the late night TV shows joke about their fact that they're not real meat, I don't know that their social media uh, planned uh, campaign is is really having an impact. No, I think it's adding noise to the discussion, but it's not necessarily controlling or adding necessarily benefit for themselves. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to go to YouTube, for example, and I'm going to just type in Taco Bell and see uh, there. Okay, so here we go. Fast food folk song, the Taco Bell drive-thru. Uh, so there, th- that, that, now oh, that's, that's really a, funny, by the way. Yeah, now that, my <laughs> friends, this is a, a viral campaign. 4,454,949 views. So almost 4.5 million now listen to this. Genres. Here we what go. What about a folk song? Here we go. Is he going to start? Hi, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. What can I get for you today? I'll start with a taco, soft like a cloud. I want mine crunchy. I like to eat loud. I'll choose a chalupa. I'll grab a gordita. And two taco salads for our senoritas. And a burrito supreme with extra sour cream. It's a cylindrically sheep, seasoned beef dream. A taquito, a Dorito, some cinnamon twist, a chicken border bowl. Are you getting all this? <laughs> all right, so tackle. And you know that nothing beats a Mexican pizza. We'll take two of those, but please hold the dice to me. And I admit I've always felt I'm in love with a Mexi man Make mine with a little extra love and think of me As the cheese drops from your Taco Bell glove And that's it. No, 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 that's not it. I also want a double-decker taco cause I'm feeling wild And make my sauce fire I will take mild And we'll take two Mountain Dew Baja Blast For a chance at $25 cash I'm told there's a winner for every five minutes But I'm stealing your online code if you win it Why would you do that? Alright, so basically if you... <laughs> Here's the deal, if you wanted to actually combat this, you know, this thing I think I would have hired these guys Oh, yeah. To create my viral video Well, campaign. and the funny thing is, is after that, when the video gets to the very end, the guy gets their order right. Everything they've said, he lists off. Oh, let me do that again. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, I got to. Let's let's do this. Forty-two sixty-nine. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, you're pretty amazing. I, I, hold on. Dusty chicken bowl with cheesy fiesta for the ladies. Hold on. All right, so taco, a hard taco, a chalupa, a gordita, two taco salad for the lady, a burrito supreme with extra sour cream, a cheesy fiesta potatoes, enchirito, cinnamon twist, dusty chicken bowl, and two Mexican pizza, but a whole of
Uh, you're pretty amazing. I, I think that's it. <laughs> Forty-two sixty-nine. Don't ride to the All right. You know what I would have done if I was Taco Bell. You know, under the pressure of everything that they had, I would have actually gone to these guys, got the original footage of this video, and I would have actually turned this. I would have actually paid millions of dollars and had this broadcasted on every single TV station and turned this into a Super Bowl commercial. Oh yeah. Then nobody'd be talking about their season beef. In fact, the funny thing is, is that as they're talking about it, even though I don't want to eat Taco Bell, I kind of want to eat Taco Bell. I know. That's Isn't it. that bad? It is. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, what you know, putting the CEO of the company or whoever that guy is sitting there, that, that's not going to create you a viral video campaign. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I, I think the lesson here, – here's the thing. This coming weekend is the Super Bowl, and we may talk about some of those if they're really cool. Here's the concept we gotta got to get through our head is that you don't necessarily have to do uh, – you don't have to wait for the Super Bowl to happen to have a Super Bowl-quality content commercial or video or whatever to put out there. If it's good quality, it'll spread. Exactly. And it'll, it'll bring recognition. So create good content. That's exactly it. And of course, you know, Nancy in our in our uh, uh, forum over at gspncommunity.com, uh, she says it definitely shows they're thinking outside the box or bun, don't you mm-hmm. think? There you go. <laughs> at least they're trying. At least they're trying. All right. So what else we got on the uh, agenda here to talk about? Let's see. So you had brought up that uh, Twitter was in going to be imposing a limit on the number of people you can follow. Yeah, this is something that I just recently found. Uh, let me go back to that story here, and I will share with you my overview of it and then some reactions. We got six replies here. Um, let's see here. Twitter has imposed reasonable limits to help prevent uh, strain and limit abuse. If you hit a technical limit... Uh, and by the way, when we talk limit, they're talking about limiting the number of people you can follow. All right. It says, we'll tell you by showing an error message in your browser when you try to perform the action of following someone, somebody. So here it is. Technical follow limits. We do not limit the number of people who can follow you, but we have put limits on how many other accounts you can follow. Every account can follow 2,000 users total. All right. Once you follow 2,000 users, there are limits to the number of additional users you can follow. This number is different for each account and is based upon your ratio of followers to the people who follow you. This ratio is not published, by the way. Follow limits cannot be lifted by Twitter or and everyone is sub- subject to these follow limits even high-profile and API accounts. In addition to those accounts, account-based limits, every Twitter account is technically unable to follow more than 1,000 users per day. Please note that this limit is just a technical limit to prevent egregious uh, abuse from spam accounts. Accounts are also prohibited from aggressively following other users. Uh, our follow limits and you know be, uh, best practices page has more information on Twitter's following rules. So we have some responses to this. Um, James Divin, by the way, says, I'm sick of these people who follow 3,000 uh, folks who only have 1,000 who follow them. And I'm expected to, he says, and I'm supposed to follow them back. 
He says, two days, two days later, they auto-unfollow me because I didn't return the follow. Never mind the fact that they never interacted with anyone. Just the, name, uh, just the same status message over and over again. Yeah. So what do you think about Twitter limiting the number of followers? I, I, I have no problem with this. I think, well, and mostly like I treat a lot of other things, if it doesn't directly uh, change anything I'm doing, then I have no problem with it. it and it really isn't because I'm not going to get up to the point where I'm following 2,000 people anytime soon. I mean, I think you've been, you, we've both been on Twitter, what, three years now? Maybe more. Probably more. I've been four years now. Four years now. And I believe we're both around the 400 something that that we are following. Yeah. Mark, is that right? And we we both have our, our reasons for why we're following the people that we're following and don't really. We, we're not necessarily going to follow someone back immediately. I'm not even looking to see who is newly following me. Like, for example, if somebody were to follow me right now, I wouldn't know you, you're following me. Yeah. I wouldn't know it right away. But if you, but because you, whoever you are, if you were to follow me right now, decided to follow me for a reason. And if that reason was I put out good content or that reason is to interact with me, then you're going to either retweet me or interact with me, and when you do that, I will notice, and I will notice you just like I would at some sort of social gathering. You'll comment on what I'm doing or not doing or whatever, and we'll strike up a relationship, and that's when I would would follow you back. That's exactly right. I consider following people on Twitter the same as if I was going to put your 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 name, your email address, and phone number into the contact list of my iPhone. I never actually get like an entire list of all the people who are going to be, you know, attending this seminar, you know, and, and hey, there's 5,000 people who are going to attend this webinar uh, or this, this seminar over the next, you know, three, you know, for the whole week of next week. You know, there are 5,000. I don't go and take all 5,000 of those people, even though their names and email addresses might be on a roster. I don't add all those people into my, into my address book on my phone. Do you? No. So when do we put somebody's name and phone number and address into our phone book? It's when we are at the point where we want to have that relationship. Exactly. We, they, they, they cross a certain line where they become trusted. Yeah. I think that's, the, I think, because even, even acquaintances at first, I may not follow back, but if we start to interact and there's, there's trust gained on both sides, I'll follow you. Mm-hmm. We have a relationship. Right. Well, so. I, I think, you know, putting a limit of 1,000, um, you know, 1,000 people, I mean, that that's, I can't imagine anybody out there other than software going in and following more than 1,000 people in a single day. In a day, yeah. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm all for this. When he says, I like it, I'm hoping this will limit spam followers. Now, if we can only find a way to stop the at replies. You know, for that, real. That, that come from spammers. And of course, I, I don't get those very often. Uh, and I think I've only in, in all the years that I've had Twitter, I think I've only had like five or six at reply spams. And typically all you have to do is you click through to the profile and then click block and it mm-hmm. takes them out of your at reply stream and they well, can't I do even, it anymore. I click through to see if what they just at mentioned me they've at mentioned a bunch of other people too over and over again and when they do when i see that i can i hit the uh report for spam oh yeah you can do that because that's what they're doing and that blocks them and reports them for spam 
Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good one. So you might want to do that, Winnie, and, and hopefully that'll help reduce the, the amount of spam that you get. All right. What's next uh, on the agenda here? Well, speaking of, let's, you had mentioned uh, that when you were asking, before we go into this Facebook rumor, um, you had mentioned that you were asking for help on questions on Facebook and uh, Twitter, and you seem to be getting more feedback or help from Facebook. Yeah, here's the deal. Like, for example, the other day I said, hey, does anybody li- does anybody in the GSPN community live in or, you know, within driving distance of Fort Lauderdale, Florida? And um, the reason why I wanted to know is because, you know, if, if we have somebody in the GSPN community that lives in Fort Lauderdale and they have a parking or a driveway that would be big enough that they would allow, you know, Stephanie and I to park our, you know, our, our van in their driveway for seven days, it would save us, you know, some cash. And, and it would be an awesome way to get to meet those people face to face and stuff like that. So I just put out a Twitter message that says, hey, does anybody in the GSPN community live in the Fort Lauderdale area or right next to it? And um, I and basically everything that I put out on Twitter, of course, gets also syndicated out to Facebook and also out to LinkedIn. Now, with that, I had a, like th- I th- no, I had two at replies um, via uh, Twitter, and nobody, of course. Now, of course, this is I'm looking for an answer from a very specific group of people. But the thing is, is I had two at replies come from Twitter, but I think we had like six or seven comments on Facebook and the Facebook actually did get the people who, who actually are in that area two two of actually that are in that area and some ongoing conversation. And it turns out that, um, you know, the one person says, you know, we're, we're pretty far away from it. One says they're really close, but they're, they live in a condo and there are a limit for one person per unit, uh, for, you know, daily parking. And so, but both of them gave me information about a public, uh, uh, what do you call that ride and drive or park and ride? Oh yeah. That allows you to do long-term parking there at a much cheaper rate than let's say long-term airport parking and stuff like that. And so they provided me links. So I got this, I mean, it is a very specific, very narrowly niched down response, but I've also asked other questions in the past, just like, Hey, you know, how can I do this? Or I'm looking for a link to, to a story that will give me step-by-step instructions on how to do this. And I get responses pretty pretty consistent uh, pretty consistently uh, from folks uh, on Twitter, but the response on the Facebook comment thread is always about three to five times the length of what I, you know of feedback that I get from Twitter. Not to mention the fact that in Facebook it lasts long. The conversation people will be responding even the next day, and I never get a response the next day to something I asked yesterday on on Twitter. Oh yeah, tweets are. Tweets are I'm trying to think of a good metaphor, but they, I mean, they come and they go. They're, they're out there and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. But Facebook's a lot more sticky. Yeah. Especially because when you see one person's commented and you still see their comment sitting there in conjunction with what uh, the original post was, it, I don't know, there's just something about that. You see there's a conversation going on instead of just a shout. Right. Of some sort. So, well, anyway, I just, I just wanted to point that out. I, I think, I think we could probably see that change a little bit if Twitter was to add threaded comments on status updates. Oh yeah. I, I, to be honest, this is probably the one thing I want 
out of anything from Twitter at this point is just to allow their stuff to be um, just done threaded yeah. very easily uh, with the, I mean, officially. I mean, you can do it with other stuff, but it still doesn't really make it, again, it doesn't really make the threaded comments work like it does on Facebook. Yeah, it's not it's not completely cross-platform and not everybody knows how to do it with the other stuff and it's just it, yeah, it just needs to be built in. Anyway, we're we're going to continue to 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 uh push them on that one. Yeah. All right, so what's this rumor going on with Facebook? So, it's rumored that Facebook's creating a competitor for discuss and attends debate. And if you don't know what those are, I know you do, but uh, if you're listening in the audience, you don't know what discuss or intense debate are. Those are commenting systems, they're plugins uh, for blogs, basically, that allow you to log in without having to create an account on that blog itself. And so you, you can log in and, and with your Facebook or your Twitter account or even like OpenID, different things like that, and already be logged in to comment on these blogs when you go visit them. Um, but anyway, they're, they're cre- Facebook is rumored to be creating their own version of that, which means you would already be logged in with, say, your Facebook account. And some of the benefits to this or some of the, uh, the features, I should say, because you can vote whether you think it's a benefit or not, is that your users can use that platform to log in uh, not just through Facebook but through Twitter, even their Twitter account, which is kind of strange to me that Facebook would allow – you need to log in with Twitter. But anyway, uh, comments will be threaded, and you can vote up comments like you can on, um, oh, what's it called, Facebook, mm-hmm. where you hit like. Yep. <laughs> I was like, well, what's the word for Facebook? Oh, Facebook's the word for Facebook. Anyway, comments can be synced across the publisher's site and Facebook page, meaning if you've got a Facebook page for whatever that blog's purpose is, whether it's a podcast or a you know professional blog, whatever you're doing with it, and you also have a Facebook page for that, people commenting on your blog will also cross-pollinate commenting over to that Facebook page, right. which I think is really cool. Daniel says he likes the idea of cross-pollinating or posting the uh, between Facebook page and the site. He says, though, it's probably going to require using their crappy RSS importer for notes. But I don't think so. I, th- I think they're actually building something. The rumor is that they're building something new and something that is actually built to compete directly with um, Intense Debate and Discuss, which are two services right. that are on top of things. Now, I use Discuss, and I actually enjoy Discuss a lot. Uh, but I certainly, you know, as long as they're going to allow both Twitter and Facebook logins, I'm totally, I'm totally cool with that. I'm cool with that. I think that, you know, and I, and I definitely like the idea of if somebody comments on the blog that it would go over to the Facebook page. I would also, I hope that goes both ways. I hope that if somebody sees the post and comments on it on the Facebook page, that it, it becomes a blog comment as well. Yes. Because the, driving the conversation about your content is the, the point of the social media as far as that goes. So Right. Andrew says, I've been looking for something like that. That is totally cool, but I'd like to be able to do it from one WordPress page to another with the same content. So basically, um, yeah, I, I totally know what he's talking about. Like, for example, I have Podcast Answer Man. Dot com and I have, you know, each episode is posted there. But I also syndicate that over to the gspn.tv site. And I also mm-hmm. syndicate it over to the Plus Member, you know, access site as well. 
And uh, so there are three different places. Sometimes somebody will leave a comment on an episode of Podcast Answer Man on uh, gspn.tv. And I wish that those would actually go over to Podcast Answer Man as well. And so far, I don't know about if Intense Debate does that. However, um, it, it is not going to happen um, you know, with Discuss because that's what I'm using currently. Although I will say that I am very happy with Discuss. I haven't been looking for an alternative. I had considered moving over to Intense Debate when Discuss was giving me a little bit of a fit uh, a while ago. There was an issue where um, all the comments were coming in. People could leave comments and the comments were building and threading. Everything was great, but the but they weren't sending the comments down into my WordPress database so that if you actually looked at my main page, it would still say zero comments, even though there was like 13 comments on that post. So, right. but, but they fixed that and it was only, that only happened on one of my sites, not all of them. And uh, that's been fixed. And so I gave up, you know, I, I ended up not switching over to intense debate. Uh, and today I am still liking in, uh, discuss. Although I do notice uh, lately that when I go in and approve comments and, and stuff like that, I, it can take sometimes as much as 10 or 15 minutes before that populates over to my site once I approve them from moderation. But again, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like I need it to be instantaneous. Right. Well, and I've, I remember hearing about the Discuss stuff, and there was a point in time where I heard, had heard that Discuss was actually uh, slowing down page load times, which I know has been a huge issue with certain uh, you know, hosting providers, but we won't go there. And, um, but the other thing is, is that even, uh, Ray Ortega in the chat room right now has said that, uh, he, he says, from what I understand, if we're going to a talk by Matt Mullenweg, who is one of the WordPress guys, I believe that's who that is. Yeah. He's the guy who uh, created WordPress. Yeah. He's saying disgust doesn't give you the Google juice. Yeah. So I mean, I, I've heard that, uh, intense debate is better overall. I've tried both of them. I, I do kind of like intense debate just a little bit more. So, and I'm not sure why I think overall I've, I just feel like it was quicker and faster and huh. something. So anyway, right. Daniel well, saying it integrates better with WordPress. I think that's true from what I've seen. Well, I have a bunch of sites that I'd have to switch over, but, uh, I think I might consider moving back over to intense debate then. Yeah, so but, and actually, there there is a good uh, discussion. We should start that up in, and then we should have some intense debate week. over that. Yes, we should. Let's discuss. Actually, folks, if you just go to uh, socialmediaserenity.com, look for the show notes for episode number seventy six, you will see where it says Facebook rumor creating discuss and intense debate competitor. If you click on that, it'll take you right to the gspncommunity.com forum where we're actually having this discussion. So. Feel free to jump right in. I think we're having an intense debate. Exactly. All right. Dig revamps again to try to bring back its user. What's Dig again? I think that's a place where they created the like. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's exactly what it is. I mean, back in the day when Facebook wasn't really public for non-school students, uh, the like that was the Dig, basically. You'd go there and you'd see news stories and you'd hit dig like, oh, I dig it, yo. And uh, <laughs> that shows my street cred. There you um, go. It's, yeah. So, I mean, it, the thing is, is dig has just not 
kept up with social media as it's gone on. I just don't I don't know what happened. I don't really know. I didn't really follow it. I just know that I stopped going there gradually more and more. Yeah. And uh, they've never really brought me back. Yeah, I, I me either. As a matter of fact, I I know I just kidding. I know exactly what Dig is and Dig used to be a, a source that I would go to for the latest and greatest in tech news and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, uh, I don't think anybody covers tech and social media news any better than Mashable does. And so I don't need to go and find those other places. Anything that I used to actually see on dig.com as the popular stories, they end up making it to Mashable. Or just coming through on my Twitter stream if I jump to the stream and just watch what goes on. Yeah. So I don't I don't care if they come up with a new logo, a different layout for the site. As far as I'm concerned, dig is a dinosaur. Yeah. If anybody else it's out there is kind of too bad, but yeah, if anybody else out there is using Dig still and 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 how you're using it, give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Let us know how you're using it, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, what's the next one? Well, you remember last week we talked about somebody getting fired for doing bad talk about their employer on Facebook. Well, here's a story about a California high school student who was suspended for making rude remarks about their teacher. Now, the headline says, for calling the teacher fat. However, that is not where they stopped. They actually used some other slightly more intense language, which I won't go into. But, again, this was on their own private Facebook page about their teacher just complaining, and yet this this uh, action was being taken. Well, now... Uh, it's being come forward that the the ACLU is claiming that the students' free speech rights are being violated, and says the school broke federal and state laws by suspending the student. Hmm. Federal and, and what are the laws that said they they actually broke? I don't know. I'm trying to get to the article here real quick and uh, see what it is. But they they're basically saying that free you have. I mean, if you have free speech, you can say that. Now again. If you were to, if you were sitting in class, and you were the student, and you called your student, your your teacher fat right then and there out loud, that you know, free speech doesn't necessarily apply. You have an opinion, but you can't just uh, do that. You know what I mean? Right. So, but but the 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 in, the interesting thing here is that it's being taken to the web. We're applying that to the web, and it's not like this was. Again, this is the same thing that happened with the – I'm not saying the student's right, and I don't think the student was smart about it either. You don't go – I mean, you, you've got to think, and this is the thing. We've got to raise our kids to think what you do in public is who you are. And if you want people to you know, see the true you, then don't do something st- – don't tweet angry, basically. Right. That's what I'm saying. Or don't Facebook. Don't like angry. And uh, – the the thing here is that it's out in a public forum, but at the same time, if it's private and only the friends saw it and, you know, the, all the legalities of it, I I just don't know where I, – I honestly don't totally know how I feel about the legal issue. I just know the student's kind of stupid for doing it. Yeah, I, I would agree that the student's stupid for doing it. Uh, suspending them for calling somebody fat, I don't know how I feel about that. Um. I I just don't. It, it, I, obviously, I don't think it's appropriate. I think that maybe some discipline, but but maybe it's yeah. I think it's the equivalent of I'm walking in the hallway and I'm talking to my friend at their locker and I say, "Yeah, my teacher's stupid," and somebody happens to overhear it. Yeah. Did that really just? Did I? I mean, did I really just break the law? 
Yeah, I, I don't... Or warrant suspension? I don't know that I did. Yeah. So, hmm. we'll see. I'm just, I'm really curious as to how these rulings come down because it's really going to shape how public discussion on social networking is going to go down in the future. Right. And that's that's why I'm mainly concerned about it. Well, I tell you what, I just I just want to say that, you know, again, don't publish anything you don't want the entire world to see. I don't care what your privacy settings are. Just don't do it. Yeah. All righty. And then uh, reportive. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is something I hadn't heard of for a while. And then I was listening to uh, Business Tech Weekly and Andy uh, Traub suggested using reportive uh, as a Gmail plugin. And this is about a month or so ago. And I started using it. Well, they've added in Facebook support. But if you don't know what it was originally, what it was was it's a plugin for Gmail. And then over on the right side, when you've got an email open from somebody that sent you an email, it will find them on social networks and it'll show you their latest tweets, uh, their LinkedIn information. Now it's got Facebook support, which is what this story is. And so you can see maybe their latest you know, Facebook posts or whatever. So it, it kind of gives that email a little bit more context of, oh, who is this again that sent me this? Oh, it's so-and-so that's got this username and, and does this, this, and this on these networks over here. So I really like it. I think it really adds a benefit to Gmail. Awesome. And and that's just, you, how how hard is it to integrate into your existing setup? Oh, it's it's super easy. I mean, it's like adding a plugin to WordPress. It's It's painless. All right. And it's called Reportive? Uh, reportive. Reportive. Okay. Yeah. So I'm putting an A in there. I'm going to actually look up and see if I can find where the site is. All righty. The direct site. If it's, if it's reportive. Yeah. It's R A P P O R T I V E.com. Very cool. Well, my friends, there you go. An entire episode of nothing but our thoughts and opinions on all the latest that's going on in the world of social networking, social media sites like Twitter, Facebook, dig um, <laughs> report <laughs> some other things out there we hope that this has been a educational and encouraging and entertaining podcast for you if you like what you see here join us each and every week as we produce more and more content you can find uh, all of our shows over at um, gspn.tv slash shows we have uh, socialmediaserenity.com but we also have a lot of other shows here at gspn.tv as well you can give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. If you want to learn how you can support the content that we're producing on a weekly basis, head over to gspn.tv plus and join the community. 